Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I have someone who's kind of like a favorite of mine. Um, you may have seen her on Bravo TV's Untying the Knot. It's a renowned divorce attorney, relationship mm-hmm. expert, author, commentary on the latest celebrity profiles and divorces. I've got Vicki Ziegler. Welcome. Hi, Tab. How are you? It's great to see you. You too. Thank uh, you. So I kind of mentioned before we started taping that I, I remember you from mm-hmm. your Bravo days. You Thank had you. your own show, Untying the Knot. Yes, for two seasons, and I loved it, enjoyed helping people. Remind us what that was about. Yeah, so couples would come to me to divide their assets. They were really upset about what's going on in their marriages. Uh huh. They were fighting over the craziest things, Buddha heads, bottles of wine, like olive oil bottles from Italy. It was kind of insane. And I would come uh-huh. and uh, discuss, kind of see their sides and try to divide their assets, but also deal with their emotions mm-hmm. and kind of divorce them with dignity. And that was really the goal. So it's it's a little different because you're not just going through a divorce. They're not actually going through You're actually trying to counsel them. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about your practice? because I think that's a differentiation point to your practice, of your law practice. Sure, so the real distinction between untying the knot, I was a mediator, mm-hmm. and my law firm, I'm actually a litigator. While I do mediate cases as well, I represent one side instead of kind of being a neutral third party mm-hmm. for both sides. Mm-hmm. So my firm, Ziegler & Zemsky, um, which is based in New Jersey, but we do practice in New York as well, and DC, really helps people going through difficult times, but we, we're not emotionally supposed to be supporting them. That's what therapists do. Yeah. We are legally their advocates. Gotcha. And that's what people need to understand because both of those topics definitely intertwine, mm-hmm. but we need to stay focused on the legal aspects because that's really, you know, the biggest challenge that we have with people getting divorced. How much can we save? Who's paying alimony? Mm-hmm. Helping the children? Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. So your practice is really about being a divorce attorney representing your you know, defendant. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, you're either the plaintiff <laughs> or the defendant. Hopefully you'll never well, know <laughs> about that. Okay, good. But I mean, <laughs> when you're in a divorce, aren't they both defendants? No, one's no. a plaintiff. One, oh, the, whoever files first is either the got plaintiff it. or the complaintant, wherever, whatever it. state you're divorcing. And then somebody's a defendant. Nobody cares who's filing first. Everyone has that misconception. Yeah. It's just about two parties dissolving their marriage and hoping with dignity. But oftentimes it's very acrimonious. Right. Got it. Yeah, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for for untying the knot, you kind of played mediator and you help people divide. So there was a lot of emotional support that you involved. And I feel like you've done a lot of that throughout 
your career. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I think we all come from difficult places in our lives. Nobody has a, a fantastic childhood or nobody has perfect parents. And I think that those issues kind of create who we are as adults in relationships. And we need to take a step back and work on ourselves constantly mm-hmm. and learn who we are and, and individually. And then how can we love somebody in a healthy way in a relationship? So um, that's why I'm called to talk about this on about celebrities, go on different shows, radio and TV, just because I have such a passion for it. Right. And so one of the things that you kind of are known for is that you give commentary on the latest celebrity high profile divorces mm-hmm. and splits. There's always something going. I'm sure you're like busy. Do you get like <laughs> you know, tweets every day and like questions every day? I'm going to start at the, the number one thing that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I feel is like with what the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. thing um, and what happened with his divorce just can you go with that? Like, I'm sure you have something to say about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I think his wife's decision to file for divorce, not standing by somebody that she probably knew mm-hmm. wasn't a great individual. And I don't know what her, you know. I think she knew. Uh, definitely. I yeah. mean, I don't know the reasons why she married him. We can surmise that it yeah. had something to do with a lifestyle mm-hmm. and money. But again, perhaps she was in love with him. I think she knew from a moral perspective she had to step away from that marriage publicly, certainly, um, because this gentleman has alleged to have done some terrible, terrible things. And all of the people piling on one after the other um, was certainly harming his reputation and by de facto her being married to him, hers. So she needed to stand up from a female perspective. And I definitely commend her for that. I I commend her for it, too. And it's actually a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. But so many and so oftentimes um, women don't leave. And I'm not just talking about women, men too. And I'm going to get into much more than like the female male part of it. But like uh, Huma Abedin, who was married to Anthony Weiner, mm-hmm. that was utterly painful to watch. Painful. Couldn't couldn't watch it. Had to close my eyes and listen. Yeah. Because, you know, Anthony Weiner was also alleged to have done all these horrible things. And Huma was, for all purposes, quiet mm-hmm. and seemed like a really smart, good head on her shoulders. But this, didn't it, didn't it kind of ruin her reputation a little bit too? Or could it have to stay with somebody or anyone staying with somebody in the public eye in Hollywood? Yeah, I think it dilutes people's reputation and credibility. And also you want strong women and you want them to have uh, vindication. You want them, you know, you want them to have stand up for something important and I think by idly sitting back to in the public's purview it appears that they're not that they're condoning bad behavior yeah and I think as females we want to always say that this is inappropriate and we don't condone it and nip it in the bud when you don't have those boundaries they continue to reoccur and you saw uh, with Anthony Weiner he was a recidivist he kept doing the same thing over and over again yeah so when when it comes to Hollywood, because that's sort of like the most glossy, mm-hmm. what is it that, uh, how is Hollywood divorce different than what you deal with on a regular, normal, non-Hollywood basis? You know, I've represented a lot of actresses and celebrities, um, A, B, Z listers, a lot of athletes. And one thing I've realized with a lot of them, um, because their divorce rate is so high, I'd probably say it's about 80%. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a formal statistic done, but I definitely think the bulk of celebrity couples get divorced and I think the main reason is um, number one they're getting married for the wrong reasons sometimes Mm -hmm. they fall in love on set Mm -hmm. you know the allure of the attraction the aesthetics of two people there's a lot of temptation it's like temptation island over there Uh, yeah (laughs) completely and it's like sexy (laughs) yeah I get all that but you date people like that you generally don't marry a person like that Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think they don't have a strong marital foundation Mm -hmm. which is something I know you're very interested in that we're going to talk about later and I feel like that's one of the things and number two they're working so much in different 
different places, sometimes different continents. They're not seeing each other. They're not developing it's a hard. relationship. It's, I can't do long distance. It's very I hard. I, it's not just hard. I feel like it's somewhat impossible because unless you're on a remote desert island with mm -hmm. no social media, and he is too. Right. Temptation. It's too, it's too hard. Like, you know, every day mm -hmm. not seeing each other, not talking is one thing, but like touching, feeling, being each other's presence. That's hard. I don't know that I can do it. Right. I've tried. Right. It doesn't last very long for me. Me too. Definitely. Yeah. In my past, I have as well. And I thought it was fun because it wasn't serious to me. Yeah. But when you want it to be serious and committed yeah. uh, and you want to be in a long-term relationship in different states, you, you really have to work at it. And just like a marriage, yeah. you have to put everything you have into it or it mm. doesn't last. So one of the things that you do, you know, you have a book called The Premarital Planner, which I kind of want people to forget that word marital necessarily because I think it could be like a good pre-relationship or, yes. a post, you know, planner. Maybe I should change the name yeah. tab. I think that's a good idea. You like it, right? <laughs> because when I look at stuff like premarital, I automatically think, ah, oh, it's not, you know, I'm not right. getting married right now. So what do I need to read this book for? But it's actually when I did kind of flip through mm -hmm. it. Um, in the beginning, I was like, wait, I should give this to some of my friends because mm -hmm. some of my friends, they don't know what's up. Not that I know what's up, but <laughs> I took a lot of time to make sure I was okay over the years and like make sure I was cool being on my own and being happy mm -hmm. and just being self-sufficient. Right. And I took some time off of dating on purpose. I'm not saying I didn't, you know, date, but mm -hmm. seriously dating someone, I took some time off. I was like, I was on a dating show, gave me some PTSD. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I had all of these men coming at me mm -hmm. and I was sort of like, I was sort of like, I I just need to put pause on this because I don't know what's up. I don't know mm -hmm. what everybody's motivations are, and right. it's starting to make my head spin. Mm -hmm. It was like a kid in a candy store that ate too much candy. Right. I like need to <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took some time, you know. And um, I feel like what a lot of your book is is very um, common sense, but you know. One of the things that I really liked is, um, you know, before you get married, premarital, you, you talk a lot about how you should develop like a marital action plan. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to talk about that because I think that goes beyond just marriage. I think it's relationships. Right. A hundred percent. I think, you know, before people, you know, when you get engaged and you're ready to walk down the aisle, people start planning a wedding. They don't plan their future. And I think that's they what plan a party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they plant, you know, your dress and flowers. I get it. I've had two marriages, mm -hmm. not just one. So I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. But I think people get lost in the melee of focusing on 24 hours and not the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you get smart before you get married, you need to kind of have your action plan in place so that you know what's most important to you mm -hmm. and what's most important to the person that you're marrying. And how well, how well should you know the person, you know? Very well. Very well. I, yeah, I think you, you don't really know somebody until you hit the year and a half mark. Mm -hmm. I feel like people start to get lazy. They start to show their true colors. Mm -hmm. You know, that toilet seat's not going down anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like they may kind of get a little angry. They may say things they don't mean, may, maybe be a little discourteous. I feel like, you know what, people definitely can be on their best behavior for a period of time. But then generally they get a little loose and they get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start to see some red flags that you have to attack then. Yeah. And those are basically getting lazy and getting the person like in a relationship, not taking time, not kind of putting that effort in. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is when you see those red flags, you should kind of stop it right then. Right give, there. How, yeah. Give an example of what you mean. Like, sure. Because I feel like people put their head in the sand like, oh, he, he'll change or she's not going to do that again. But they don't talk about it. And then they flare up, have a fight down the road. And then mm -hmm. they're like, but you did this then. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, 
what? I don't even remember. You should have brought it up then. So for instance, if you're having an argument and somebody says, ah, I'm A-type, OCD, I like a neat closet, and you open up your closet, and then the other person says, you know what? You're messy. This is ridiculous, and they throw all your clothes on the floor. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a second, that's so rude, that's so yeah. disrespectful. Like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. you need to be like, listen, not okay, because mm-hmm. that's going to happen again and again mm-hmm. and again. You have to sit down and be like, listen, you're OCD. I'm I'm completely a mess. How can we like live together, work together in this closet? Because women love their closets, mm-hmm. and men usually are the messy ones. But there are a lot of guys that are neat. Yeah. You got to talk about those things because that's the indication that someone has an anger issue, that they have OCD, that you're not going to be able to live with them cohesively mm-hmm. in a healthy environment and that is something that is very common I have to tell you in a lot of the relationships and divorces that I see mm-hmm. and people need to talk about those things as soon as they erupt yeah exactly as soon as it happens you need to say something mm-hmm. it's oftentimes hard to say things like you know I've been I've been in relationships where we don't really talk to each other <laughs> and then I've been in relationships where we do but are and you a good communicator Ty? I am now yeah I think that I, I, I worked on it mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times like in earlier relationships you know you're young you don't care that much mm-hmm. you know you're maybe in my head my long term oftentimes wasn't that I was going to marry this guy right. so I didn't put the effort mm-hmm. in and I didn't really care I had a lot of um, alpha male stuff going on in my life like I became a doctor I opened a practice I didn't really care about the marriage part it's right, the truth you, well you seem independent not codependent I wa- I'm not codependent. So a lot of times, oftentimes, I was just marrying guys who are not marrying. I was dating. marrying. I was dating guys who were fun. Right. And they were fun and we did fun things and I didn't really think about the future with them. Not getting serious. Yeah. So to you, and also that's easy. Mm-hmm. And for somebody that's you intelligent, to do work. you're cerebral and intelligent. Yeah. So you put your time into your career. Yeah. Um, I understand that. I'm very much like you. And relationships are a lot of work. So when you attach yourself with somebody that doesn't, it's, you're not requiring that much work and it's fun, it's easy. You can focus 80% on your career, but that's not going to get you in a long-term lasting healthy marriage. Right. And, and I got criticized that. a lot for that, especially from um, girls who were like jumping from boyfriend to boyfriend and every time they were happy in their relationship they'd be like Tavisum you just you just must be so high maintenance I'm like how am I high maintenance you're the one asking for a new freaking Gucci bag every single every minute week, so shut up sounds like Elise oh hi, oh, hi Elise. <laughs> I don't wear Gucci I don't wear Gucci she's like Gucci is so 2005 yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding so sorry Louie Sorry, Louis. So, Balenciaga. so one of the things you right. talked about, Barb. There she goes, Hermes yeah. Balenciaga. There she is. Okay, exactly. I stand corrected, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't. I'm not a Gucci girl. Um, one of the things. So, this mar- developing a marital action plan. I think this is also good for relationships too. One thing is trust. Mm-hmm. This is one of the first things you said. For me, if I don't trust you. I probably don't respect you either, and it's not going to go any further. A hundred percent. And I'm a big person on respect and trust. You know, right? So, how does somebody not? How does someone not gain your trust, or how does somebody negatively impact your trust? Lie to you? Well, yeah, I, I feel I feel like I read people really. And please t- dissect if you think I'm doing this wrong. No, I think I this is fascinating. I can tell when people are not being truthful. Sometimes, like people will give compliments, and I can tell it's not genuine. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, if somebody, especially a guy, right away is like all up in my like, oh my god, you're so this, you're so that. Or girls or females, mm-hmm. sometimes I question their motivation, mm-hmm. so I don't trust people right away. Right. It's just because I feel like trust needs to be earned, and it's a two way thing. 
Agreed, 100%. But I think in a relationship, it's so crucial Mm -hmm. that people get naked. And we'll talk about that also. But it's really getting emotionally and financially naked. So when your skeletons come out of the closet and someone's like, listen, I've cheated on every ex I've ever had. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to work on not cheating on you versus never saying it and it coming out later. That's a problem. Yeah, I agree. So, And I'm all about that. mm -hmm. I like people being honest with me Mm -hmm. because that also helps me trust more. Right. But I think you have to be vulnerable to be honest. Absolutely. And I feel like so many people aren't courageous. They're not vulnerable because they're afraid of what someone's going to think or say or react. And I think that's part of the problem and the Mm -hmm. demise of a lot of relationships. Absolutely. So I respect. Vulnerability. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, I'm not perfect. Own it. Mm -hmm. And like, let it go. It's so much easier to be like, I'm not. I don't have to strive for perfection. I shave my legs in the next like hour I'm hairy. Like, Mm -hmm. is someone not going to love you because of that? Right. You know, like, just be honest. You know, some people are, uh, you know, you're going to get hurt in life. Mm -hmm. You are. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, is that person worth you putting that time and effort into? Because um, he might hurt you, but if you guys have good trust and good communications, he Mm -hmm. or she, you guys can work on that. Is that that kind of what you mean? I do. And Mm -hmm. I think also... I mean, unless you're giving someone 20 years and you don't have children and then you end it, I think most relationships teach you to get into a better relationship. Yeah. So I don't really think... I like that. I you like know, you I don't think that. experiences are negative ones. I think you can take and learn from everyone. If you're smart, you know? If you're smart and want to grow. And want to grow. If you want to have the same life that you've been having, I've said this to someone before, mm-hmm. you want to have that same life, you're going to keep doing the same things. Completely. Right? It's, it's a hamster wheel. Yeah. Every day you're in the same wheel. So... I am one that never is doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I make a mistake, I want to change. If I say something to somebody that is offensive, I am apologizing. I'm always just trying to be the best me. It means I have a lot of work to do always, Mm -hmm. but at least I can tell you every day I've learned, I've grown, and I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing, if my husband says to me, Vicki, you hurt my feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I was having a bad day and I was being rude. Sorry. I I would rather somebody tell me that I hurt their feelings rather than being passive aggressive. And then I I don't understand what's up and then it starts getting the spiral. So trust is about being vulnerable and about telling the truth. And Mm -hmm. that's that's a big thing. And I learned that over the years too, Mm because I had a lot of time in my life where I was just wall up. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I wasn't particularly hurt or anything. I just didn't didn't want to go down that route of a, a mm-hmm. serious route. I've had them and then I decided not to and right. I was so okay with that right you know um, but I also knew it wasn't gonna last forever right you know right um, so then it makes it easier yeah I mean I was hoping it wasn't gonna <laughs> last forever who knows <laughs> it could have lasted forever you, you never surprise. know the, t- the second thing you talk about is to show gratitude yes um, I think that's so important because sometimes you want something so badly then you get it and then you just don't take care You're of it. You're complacent. Yeah. And I feel like it's like a flower that needs to be nurtured. You have to water it. Mm-hmm. And it's cliche, but it's true. I'm and very much a flower that needs to be watered. Yes. <laughs> You're such a pretty flower, I would <laughs> Thank say. You. Um, and I feel like in a relationship, you need to show the person you're with how mu- how grateful you are yeah. for them, everything that they do for you. I mean, it was funny. My husband called me the other day, and I'm very outgoing and verbal, and he's not as much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're the yin to each other's yang. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just wanted to hear your voice. That's and I was nice. like, whoa, yeah. you never said that to me before. Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why? I said, I don't know. It's just like out of your character. He's uh-huh. like, I just, I, I like was having a rough day and hearing your voice is just making me feel better. And 
And that was such a vulnerable statement. It's not something that he normally would say. Uh-huh. And it, it just like made my heart mouth. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I love you. That's so amazing. Yeah. And thank you for that. And how you reacted is nice too, because I um, oftentimes I've been in situations where somebody will say something really nice to me and I, I'm so taken aback by it right. that I forget to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about not just relationships, but right. like, you know, if somebody, I had a conversation, you know, if, if, if somebody says something nice um, and you just forget how to kind of let them know mm-hmm. that you're grateful for yes. that, sometimes what I'll do is I'll replay in my head that scenario uh-huh. of how I would have liked to have handled it right? and then remember to do that next time. Well, that's huge. I mean, that's yeah. serious spiritual growth also for you. Yeah. And I think that if most people took your playbook, we would just have better people, better relationships, you know, more solid ones because mm-hmm. you're saying, wow, I can acknowledge that I made a mistake. Yeah. I'm going back, rewinding, and then the next time I'm going to get it right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the li- it, when you're in a relationship, it's not just I, it's a team. Mm-hmm. So what I'm always doing is thinking about my husband, Mm-hmm. first my daughter and not myself so you talked earlier about self-care and mm-hmm. you took time for yourself which i think is huge and mm-hmm. so many people should do that mm-hmm. instead of jumping into relationships but i also think when you are in a relationship you know your your action plan is to think about you as a unit mm-hmm. and not just separate and i feel yeah. like so many people are like oh my god i gotta get my hair done and i have to do this at work and i have to do this with the baby your husband gets left yeah and sometimes your husbands are working too hard you're left yeah you, you have to be like what would my what would my spouse want today or what would my boyfriend or girlfriend like like to do today my husband's birthday is coming up what would he want mm-hmm. yeah probably an Hermes belt or something but whatever yeah. you have to think about the other person yeah. and I think that give and take in a relationship gives you the strength mm-hmm. and that attraction to one another that's long lasting mm-hmm. I agree with you um, and so being grateful and mm-hmm. I think that just that word in itself like just remembering to take time to, to be thankful for what you have mm-hmm. as long as you can, you know? Who knows it, when you, it's over? Who knows? You never know. Um, you stop being grateful. It could be over a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely could. Um, and another thing you talk about is emitting emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this because you said, you know, when somebody's talking to you, to stop, to look at them, mm-hmm. you know, to actively listen, put your phone down and just make eye contact. Right. I thought that was fascinating. You know what? Such a basic mm-hmm. premise. Mm-hmm. And I would say 90% of the people I ever meet that are getting divorced don't do that. Yeah. Um, people that are dating. If you're in a restaurant, I don't know if you look around. Mm-hmm. Most people are on their phones. They're not yeah. talking. Yeah. So my husband and I, we do the same thing. And I'm fighting constantly for us to stop. Mm-hmm. I want to be present. Mm-hmm. I want to show you how much I care. Or if I'm upset, talk to me, listen to me. Because you know what? You start getting resentment when you're not paying attention and you're on your phone and you're not telling someone how you feel feel it, it could really cause a major problem in a relationship yeah, so you know people have to work on it just put put your you know put second to look at each other and to acknowledge each other when you're talking yeah eye contact i'm looking at you yeah. i'm like engaged. i feel acknowledged no you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like you know what you deserve it it's also part of respect yeah this is respect. your show you're interviewing me and i like that and i feel yeah. like you know you, that's just how it is with relationships yeah. doesn't have to be females friends Mm -hmm. teacher relationship whatever it is i think it's it's a part of respect and i think people should do it more i think the people that don't have eye contact are the ones you probably don't trust yeah i don't that when you're not looking at me we Uh got a problem yeah i i i I, trust is a big thing another thing honesty at all times you really mean that all times yes i mean like everyone's like oh what about a white lie like oh i'm late because i have to get a petty and i didn't want to tell you i mean i'm not talking about that yeah i'm talking about honesty from the heart Mm -hmm. um 
I think we all have to work on it because mm-hmm. it's really hard to be, be honest, really authentic, a hundred percent. And sometimes you don't feel safe. If you don't mm-hmm. feel safe with a person, you're, you might not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're going to be judged, you right. might not tell the truth. I feel like you know it's the one thing in Hollywood where everyone's like, "Have you had Botox? Have you had plastic surgery? What yes, have you they had all done?" Have, and they don't and, talk right, about and it. they don't admit <laughs> it. And I feel like I'm always, I always sit back and I'm like, "Wow." You admitted it. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's respectable. Yeah. That's vulnerable. It makes you feel more attached to that person. Yes. And I think another thing about honesty is I can say that I really don't want to judge. If, if I'm with somebody who's had a very messed up past mm-hmm. or a friend that's screwed up, I, I don't know. I really try and, like, not judge them. If they decide they're going to tell me about something, mm-hmm. not to judge them. Unless it directly impacts me and has been, a, it was a really, like I had one girl that knew a boyfriend of mine was cheating mm-hmm. the entire time I was with him. And didn't tell you? Never told me. No. And you know what? That's fine. Don't tell me. But then don't tell me after I break up with no, him. No, violation of girl code. Yeah. She should have told you, number one. I yeah. just don't believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, why after the fact to throw salt in the wound? Yeah. Uh, so that's a different thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about honesty about like between couples about mm-hmm. how they're feeling, what they want to do. So you're saying be honest. And the other thing I really liked is loyalty. And I want to go through all this and we're going to move. But loyalty, especially in public. I'm a big believer in that. You got to be loyal. Like I'm like this with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm like this with my friends and with boyfriend. Like I am if if I'm with you and somebody's attacking you or somebody's being demeaning, I'm going to stick up for you. Ride or die. Yeah, that's it. Bonnie and Clyde. If you're two together, you're going to go and support each other 100 percent no matter what. I had a situation in college where actually I was in law school and mm-hmm. I walked into a bar my my boyfriend at the time was in back of me and this guy grabbed my butt and the next thing my my boyfriend punched him out mm-hmm. and he was like knocked out cold and oh. I was like I was horrified but then I was like oh my god that's so cool. sweet <laughs> I was like oh my god you really love me yeah. so I feel like it obviously that's an extreme example but it's definitely not, extreme, but yeah. <laughs> not fighting yeah. in public respecting oh I hate when other. couples bicker in public it's oh, just nothing it's more obnoxious Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamour with Dr. Tavis Amir. Talk lovingly with deep respect. I'm big on that. Um, I don't like people talking to me disrespectfully. I've never tolerated it ever since I was six years old. I mean, mom and dad can talk to me however they want, but everybody else can right. go. You, right. know. you got it. And you know right. how many people are disrespectful in their conversations? I'd say nine out of ten. Yeah. 100%. Everybody is. Yeah. And I, th- I see it. I see it with I was uh, sitting in the backseat with this couple once and I wanted to throw myself out the window because <laughs> he would say something. She would be obnoxious to him and right. be really snappy with him. And he'd sit there and she'd be snappy back. And I'm like. I just, I would never want that. I would Horrible. rather and be stranded on a desert island alone, all by myself, right, with a with a volleyball to yeah. talk to, <laughs> than be Ted or yeah, whatever Ted, his name was. Tim but I, I feel Wilson. like, yeah, I feel like that's a big deal, though. I think that's huge. the first sign of unraveling. And I feel like you know what? When you have children, mm-hmm. 
it's a different level as well because they start mimicking everything you yeah. say. Yeah, and do. when they start seeing that, that's the kind of person they're going to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's another safety check that you need to be like, oh, my God, we cannot say these things. And it's a sign of a weak human being. Totally. When they, when they go down that route and start being like, you know, a dick and started talking to each other like with disrespect. I think it's a sign of a like a weak human. Yeah, being. because they're putting you down to make themselves feel better instead of saying I my hurt feelings are hurt because X, mm-hmm. you you know, you're a jerk. No, why, why would you have to project? Yeah. So definitely, 100%, it's all about self-worth and self-security. And the last thing you said is touch often. I like this, hold hands, mm-hmm. like, you know, all that stuff. Because that I connect with somebody when I'm touching them, you know. Um, were you raised, were your parents very... Um, yeah, they were, were very... Um, uh, yeah, what's the word? <laughs> Oh, we were both thinking about, about, like, were your parents very loving, loving atten- very loving, affectionate, very affectionate. affectionate. Not just it. my parents. I have aunts. I have my my mom has seven sisters. So you have a big family. Yeah, and all of them are touching, like playing with my hair. I'm like that with my nieces. Yes. Like if they're sitting on my lap, so I rub their tactical. back. So you're tactical. Very tactile. It means it. something to me. I've had boyfriends in the past that didn't like me touching them. I was like, first of all, you're missing out. Second of all, ew. You know, like, but people are different. Wrong but I think it's for important. You. It's a vulnerable thing. It's a vulnerable. Yeah. It keeps you your glue connected, and I think that it's so important. It's not just sex. That's a component of it. Intimacy doesn't mean only mm-hmm. sexual relations. It's really touching, hugging in the bed, just touching toes. That is crucial. Mm-hmm. Giving each other massages, head massages, foot rubs. Yeah, it keeps you in a connected, connected place yeah. and a, a higher emotional level. So, what are kind of like your as going back into the divorce field, divorce angle? What are the most common reasons people get divorced? I think, you know, everyone talks about infidelity, but I think it's a symptom, not the cause. I mm-hmm. feel like the breakdown of the marriage happens when, number one, you have money issues. You don't mm-hmm. talk about money mm-hmm. properly. You don't say, I have a Chanel account. You have a Corvette account. And we have different, re- you know, relationships with money. How are we going to deal with things? So I think money's a big factor. I think people don't communicate properly, as we've talked about. And that degrades the marriage, disrespect, and turns into too many fights. And then all of a sudden, you're repelled from one another I think that's a big problem Um, I think intimacy wanes when you stop being intimate you start parting ways you start not being interested in being together I feel like that's a major major problem Mm -hmm. people fight about religion a lot Mm -hmm. they get together they think you're Jewish I'm Catholic we'll be fine Mm -hmm. and the families have issues and you're raising children are issues Mm -hmm. so I've definitely seen that a lot of times when I'm divorcing people I wish I could really rewind time sometimes and be like why didn't you talk about these things before you actually got married yeah Um, why do you think people don't talk about things I think I think. Why, yeah. Why don't I ask myself that question Yes, I want to hear. I want to hear what you <laughs> I think. I think because they already know the answer is not going to be good. Uh-huh. And, and they so want to bury it. it and hope it goes away. Ostrich in the sand. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Because any anytime you're bringing up an issue about religion, how many children do you want, one person doesn't want a child, the other one does, that's a deal breaker. And that's something else I talk in the premarital journal deal breakers are just things that you know what if you don't want and I want we're not going to make it yeah and people kind of want to pretend they're going to get better or they're going to gloss over or the person's going to change their mind mm-hmm. it doesn't happen Mm-mm. somebody once told me when you're dating keep your eyes wide open mm-hmm. when you get married shut one eye okay it's that's ve- interesting it, it's true okay people don't change so yeah. look see this is what you're getting mm-hmm. unconditionally love this person mm-hmm. right there's things you don't like there's things you do like see if they can work on them but this is who you are getting yeah so when you get married it doesn't get better no things get worse no so understand it and i think people think they can change people they can't 
you got to be able to change yourself. That's it. 100. If you want to change yourself. Like if you were somebody who was in a bunch of past relationships, they didn't work out, you cheated, there was infidelity, blah, 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 blah. The only reason your future relationships are going to work is if you decide you're not going to do that anymore. Completely. And that's part of the reason I wrote the premarital planner. It's, it's about you. Mm-hmm. You can't love somebody the best way possible until you get to love yourself mm-hmm. and heal your wounds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't do that because it takes work and it's yeah. painful. Yeah. And, you know, I have to tell you, that's a lot of reasons why I'm grateful to be in the position I'm in because where am I going with this? Okay. Like if I'm in a situation where it's deal breaker Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, um, I'll bounce because I'm okay. But you respect yourself enough to know you're going to be okay. A lot of people stay in in domestic violence, abusive relationships, ones that are not good, disrespectful Mm -hmm. for money. So they're not autonomous. They don't believe that they Mm -hmm. can survive on their own. Mm but you're the minority. And I think women need to start believing that they're gonna be okay no Mm -hmm. matter what. They're not gonna be living in an unhappy marriage or relationship just because this person is giving them certain things that they may not get on their own. Now, you know, we talk about like a lot of the women male thing, but there's a lot of like same sex, Mm -hmm. like the gay couple marriages. Mm -hmm. And I have to my best friends, Brandon and Craig Liberati, they were the first um, televised gay couple. Oh, sure. I saw it. Yeah. I know exactly who they are. And, you know, a lot of times I people will ask me funny questions about them. Like, oh, are they really monogamous to each other? I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but they're gay. I'm like, well, so what? <laughs> Doesn't mean every gay couple has threesomes. Right. And, and it's just I would like to touch on that a little sure. bit. Like all of the things you're talking about. I'm sure, have you seen, has it, you know, there's people who are getting married who are same-sex couples are also getting divorced now. Sure. Um, I think it's less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought it was going to be like there's a barrage of same-sex divorces. I think because they had to work so hard to get married. Right. I feel like they respect the sanctity of marriage in general a little more than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, For the rest of us, it was a given. For them, they had to fight for it. Correct. Correct. And I think I used to be a professor at Fordham Law School, and I taught taught this subject, same-sex marriage. I, too, have many friends that have same-sex or in same-sex relationships and are married, and I've divorced several people that um, are in a same-sex marriage. So I feel like they definitely have a different philosophy mm-hmm. about getting married and then adopting children yeah. or having surrogates, and I think that's an important component. But all of the things we're talking about really you know, pertain to every type of relationship, whether it's heterosexual or same-sex. Yeah. It's just it's funny because I, I, I know that when I, when I hang out with them, um, I love them. They're my closest friends. I see the, the struggles that are just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to have kids. They had family, you know, back and forth issues. You know, they had this. Uh, it's the same. And I think people need to understand that. Like, I think even worse. I think like they same sex cu- um, couples have to fight the stigma being um, being, you know, Um, emotional in public Mm -hmm. touching each other kissing I feel like there is still a slight stigma which is disgusting Mm -hmm. and unnecessary I think they have a higher hurdle to keep a marriage intact and I feel like I I respect their sanctity and and what they're doing Mm -hmm. from for you know you're right about that because I I have a friend of mine who's um, a same-sex lesbian couple and she tells me that whenever her and her wife hold hands in public Mm -hmm. they get catcalls from men because they just assume these men are catcalling and thinking, and these are two pretty girls mm-hmm. who are married. They're like, oh, well, if they're with each other, then we can do like, right. we can have a threesome. And I'm so just like, 
no. so stupid. <laughs> like, why would you think that's okay? I don't know, but they're like, we can't hold hands sometimes in public Just because we get harassed by by straight men. That is and insane. Like, that's so weird. And I, yeah, I also think that's the, the reverse. There's a lot of lesbian women that want to conquer straight women. So I feel oh, like yeah. that happens a lot. That happens a lot to me. <laughs> it, it's I, I okay. I want to take out the word a lot because it's not a lot it's not like it happens on the regular but I've been in situations where I'll be out and there's a lesbian woman there and she'll be like oh I can convert you I'm like to what Uh Uh I mean what does that even mean like it's but it's funny Uh I guess it's flattering but it's it's funny that it's it happens and you're mentioning that because it must be a it's a thing yeah yeah it's a thing I I feel like um, I'm seeing that more and more because it's becoming a little more open I think for people and accepted for women to kind of dance around and play and figure out if they want to be bisexual or if we're not (laughs) yeah well good luck there um get naked okay yeah let's get naked everybody (laughs) this is one of your uh you know tell me what that means yeah so i I mean i know what it means but i want you to tell me what your products get naked so you know i always believed in relationships and marriages people need to get naked so Mm -hmm. i wanted to coin coined the phrase, let's get naked emotionally and financially. So it really means people talking about the real issues that affect them in their marriages. Also, from a financial perspective, what they need to talk about before they actually get married so that they can have a strong marital foundation. From this, we started to create hats and candles and T-shirts, and we have this awesome line, which I'm so proud of, and we gave you some products yeah. today, which I can't wait for you to smell. I think I we mean, sampled they a smell little. delicious. <laughs> so, Are there pheromones in these? I'm no, kidding. <laughs> absolutely not. Are you kidding me? We would never. I'm kidding. <laughs> there was a giggle over there. Um, but they smell really good. So Thank the you. whole thing, Getty, because I saw it on your website, um, VickiZiegler.com. Yes. And I wondered, to, I wanted to ask you what you specifically meant by that. So you're talking about being raw, being vulnerable, mm-hmm. being honest. Right. Everything we've been kind of talking about mm-hmm. today, putting it together, you know, talking about communication and deal breakers and what does your past look like, your vulnerability points, what do you need to improve on to be the best spouse possible, and then getting financially naked. You know, mm-hmm. what's your credit score? How much debt do you have? Like, are you bringing into this marriage debt. real a great deal of credit card debt? Are you a compulsive spender? Are you really parsimonious and save every dollar? Yeah. You need to know these things. Yeah. Um, and what assets do you have? Is someone coming in with a hundred million and one person has a dollar? You know, these are the things that you need to talk about. Yeah. How much are we going to save? Where are we going to live? What are the costs going to be? And prenups. You know, yeah. I'm a huge fan and proponent. I love to get you know, beat up on this topic because Mm -hmm. prenups are a very important part of my practice. I do a lot of them as well as um, explaining and educating to people the option of having a prenuptial agreement before they get married. Mm -hmm. So that's part of my, you know, whole vantage point about let's get naked. Mm -hmm. I like that. And it's, it's so, it's so the way you say it, so provocative because (laughs) it's like, what does that mean? Oh, okay. I get it. So when you actually know what it means, right. It's really um, true. It's it's consistent with the message that you kind of give across all of your motivational speeches and your books and things like that, like just to kind of be authentic and raw. How do you keep that going? Like you just said, you said earlier, after about a year and a half, people kind of show their true selves. Um, how do you stop that from happening? Or when you see it happening, how do you recognize it and make it not happen? I think people have to address 
the issues when they arise. I mm-hmm. think if they need a third party, they should go to counseling and get therapy, go to your priest or your pastor to kind of talk about these things. And I think you have to be committed to each other, whether you have a, you sign a contract that you are going to work on yourself and commit to the marriage, I think is something that people unfortunately kind of need because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need a test to get a marriage license, but, you know, to get a driver's license, you do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something I would love to change because mm-hmm. I feel like people need, need some work before they get married. Yeah. And nobody really wants to put in the work, but the ones that do get the best rewards. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who's on a reality TV show. And I, she's friends of mine, but she married her um, husband after knowing him one month. Aye, yikes. <laughs> Maybe two months. And I just look back and I think to myself, two months, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm dating someone now. Two months, I didn't know much about him. Nothing. And he didn't know much about me. We knew we liked each other. We were getting to know each other. But I mean... That's crazy. Yeah. I know two people. They're both divorced. Yeah. Just so you know, is your friend still married? Uh, yeah, exactly. So you know what? It's that like happen- a roller coaster ride. The, the headlines are different every week. I got it, and that that makes a lot of sense because you don't know what you're getting into. It's mm-hmm. like you test drive a car, and you like you think it's good for ten minutes, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden the wheel falls off, and you didn't realize that you know it was a recall. I mean, yeah. you just need yeah. to test drive these vehicles, mm-hmm. these people. You need to spend time with them in different settings, meet their family. This is an investigation. Get to know each other. And you know what? Communication is one thing I've learned about myself. And that was one of the good things about being on that show yeah. is I learned how to communicate better. I really did. If there's one thing mm-hmm. that uh, I'd say that was a good positive out of it is like I wasn't scared to talk to people about how I feel. The person I'm dating. Like right. I wasn't scared. In the beginning, I might be a little easygoing because because I am easygoing. Mm-hmm. I really, truly am. I'm not going to start off a, a relationship with a bunch of demands when I'm not even sure... You're the person I want to demand those from. I mm-hmm. mean, demand's a bad word, but you know what I'm right. saying? Right, of course. There's some conversations I don't need to have in the beginning because I'm still trying to figure out if I like you as a person. Right, of course. And I think, you know what, you ease into that. You just have yeah. to figure out where it goes. So you yeah. can take it slowly. But you know what, you can think about dating somebody for two months. Mm-hmm. How many times had, did you really spend with them? How many hours? You'd equate it to like, what, 50, 100 hours? Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Just to get married. Yeah, that's You crazy. know what I mean? You probably didn't even have sex that many times. So it's mm-hmm. like, to me... People need to slow their roll when it comes to getting married. There is no rush. Mm -hmm. You can live together. There's things that you can do to make sure that this person for now is for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. A year and a half, 10 years, five years, people pass away. You have kids. There's a lot of stressors in relationships that happen. So people just need to know that they're going to, as long as they have a strong foundation before they get married, Mm -hmm. when things come up, they can weather the storm if they're both working on it. You have to have that chemistry and be on the same page. Yeah. And remember to communicate, be mm-hmm. honest, be grateful, and touch each other. And Yes, and admit emotion <laughs> and be yeah. unconditionally yeah. loving. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because um, that was a fantastic talk, and I might come back to it, but you're going to be on Housewives of New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, my God, are you becoming a Housewife? No, no. I'm just on the Housewives yeah. um, for a few episodes. Uh, Siggy Flicker. Siggy's uh, fantastic. I've interviewed her for this. She's yes, great. Yeah. She's a friend of mine. Yeah. And um, we were talking about doing speaking engagements. So we did our first one on air mm-hmm. for the Housewives of New Jersey. And the real goal for me was to help, as you see, I kind of love to help people, mm-hmm. help the ladies kind mm-hmm. of figure out what's going on in their lives yeah. and if there's anything I can do effectively as, a, as an expert to help them. I was there. So I brought a bunch of different things to the show, different mm-hmm. elements and things that they needed to go through mm-hmm. tactically to see if they could kind of 
get through some fears. And it's ha- helping them navigate or be within the marriages that they're in now. Uh, really, it's a relationship. Thing- it was really all about them. Oh. Some of them talked oh, about their relationships and talked about their issues, and some of them talked about their personal issues. Mm-hmm. Teresa's husband's in jail. So mm-hmm. certainly it's that's a different dynamic yeah. about communicating with mm-hmm. your husband who's not there, which is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Siggy has a strong, really great marriage, and she's divorced, so she talks about that a mm-hmm. lot. But also it's, I think, women that are powerful – uh, that are doing business have challenges and they want we all talked about them they were open and honest and mm-hmm. I was so grateful for that so we kind of did a retreat and it will unfold the next great yeah oh, that'll this be Wednesday fun. next Wednesday I can't wait to watch that <laughs> and I think it's nice when these shows celebrate and highlight successful women as opposed right. to you know the drama and the negativity there's sometimes I look at these shows and I think all oh, the men are getting along and they're being successful or just in general and the women somehow just want to attack each other mm-hmm. and they don't get anywhere it's right like my whole goal was and I hope yeah. it comes out in the show is just that it was all about helping everybody yeah I can't fix everyone's relationship but certainly we were going through things and I thought we made a lot of progress I love that I can't wait to see it <laughs> where can people find your book the premarital planner yes, and so learn more about you yes thank you tab uh, everyone could go to vickiziegler.com it's v-i-k-k-i-z-i-e-g-l-e-r and the book is there it's also on Amazon mm-hmm. and uh, my Instagram is the same as my name and Twitter and if anyone has any questions or anything that they'd love I also they can look at the hats and candles and you smelled it I love it they smell delicious and I have a hair perfume called lavish by Vicki Ziegler Yummy. we have a lot of celebrities all the housewives of New Jersey are wearing it Dina Manzo that used to be on the housewives mm. a friend of mine she's also wearing it um, Wendy Williams loves it it's great so um, we have a day and night fragrance and you can put it on your body and your hair so everyone's loving it love that I'm going to link your website in the description Thank that we you. have and I, I really enjoyed talking to you Thank you got to come back anytime oh it's my fantastic. god this was amazing. You're awesome. Uh, thank and you. Thank you for having me. I hope your listeners learned something. I and... learned something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that hey, that's the point, right? We yeah. always have to learn a little every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, know, I appreciate what you're doing. And I like that you're thinking outside of the box. Like you're not just a, you know, a divorce attorney. You're also from all of the stuff that you've gone through. You actually know how to tell people like, listen, let's get back to the basics. And this is how you can actually have a great marriage. Yeah, I think it's my it's incumbent upon and relationships. Me. Yeah, too. I think I have a duty to people. Mm-hmm. To, I've learned what goes wrong in marriages. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a duty to tell people what I think can go right. And everyone always says whenever I'm on television, well, don't you're going to put yourself out of business. I you're will, really not. <laughs> I would, first of all, I would love that because I'm always going to change my yeah. career and do something yeah. different. Um, but that's not what it's about. It's yeah. about helping people and whatever comes, whatever fruits of my labor come from that. I'm, I'm cool with. Thank you so much for being on here is such a pleasure thanks so much have a good one you too This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.